Good to be with y'all this morning. Uh, uh, good to ride on the coattails of my son also. Uh, uh, people say, uh, I'd, they say, who are you? And I'd say, uh, Donnie Hooker. And then some people would say, that's Ethan's daddy. And they'd be, oh, that's Ethan's daddy. So uh, I'm glad y'all think a lot of my son. Uh, I do too. If you got your Bibles, you'd like to turn to the book of Hosea, book of Hosea, chapter 14. And the message that I felt like the Lord would have me to bring to you this morning, I would call it the dew of heaven, the dew of heaven. You know, the, the other day, it, it's like the word dew, dew kept going through my mind. And uh, I thought, I recognize that that voice, that, that word, I recognized it as the Lord, and I felt like it was the, uh, a thought of a message, but I kept thinking, well, Lord, what do you want me to do with do? And uh, in studying this message, I discovered that the Lord Himself des- describes Himself as the dew from heaven. He describes Himself as the dew of heaven. You know, uh, we don't think much uh, about dew. We tend to think it's something that gets our feet wet in the morning or clogs up our lawnmower when we try to mow too early or like this morning, something that freezes and you got to scrape off your windshield. But dew is very important. It's very important to the, to the land of Israel where it doesn't rain from April to October. So it doesn't rain from April to October in the land of Israel. So they have six months out of the year where it does not rain. It doesn't rain. So dew is very important to the land of Israel. In Israel, I was studying about dew over there, and the land is so arid and dry. Every living thing depends upon dew. It's dependent upon the dew. For every morning, uh, it, it, they, Israel has hot days and they have cold nights, which, which quickly cools the nights dew, making a tremendous amount of dew, a whole lot more than here. So it makes a tremendous amount of dew over there. Every morning when they wake up in Israel, everything will be soaked. It will just be soaked with a heavy dew. And it's a good thing for that's how their trees and their crops receive moisture to grow. Their very survival over there depends upon the dew. Not getting rain for six months out of the year and depending on a heavy dew, that's how they survive. Uh, Israel, they call it over there, they call dew the, the morning mist, the morning mist. They also call it dew from heaven. They consider it a blessing from God. They consider the dew a blessing from God. But to not have dew is considered a curse. It's considered a curse. For in 1 Kings chapter 17, if you remember your Bible, Elijah, the prophet, he pronounced that there would be no dew nor rain upon the land of Israel. Also in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 10, the Lord said He would withhold the dew and they would have no fruit for not rebuilding God's temple. So God told Haggai, the prophet said, you will have no dew 
and you will have no fruit for not rebuilding my temple. So dew in Israel is so very important. When Isaac was blessing his son Jacob, he prayed, May God give you the dew of heaven. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain. So Isaac, he knew that the earth and the crops and grain depended upon the dew. So he prayed to, for God to give Jacob the dew of heaven, the blessings of life, the dew of heaven. And this dew of heaven is what I felt like the Lord would have us to look at this morning. Uh, for the Lord Himself likens Himself to the dew of heaven. If you look in your Bibles in Hosea chapter 14 and verse 5, notice what the Lord says. He said, I will be as the dew. I will be as the dew unto Israel, and he shall grow as the lily, and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. Lebanon. I want us to notice those few words that the Lord said, I will be as the dew. I will be as the dew. So God simply is saying right here, I am as the dew. I am as the dew of heaven. And I want us to look at Scripture and see how Scripture and the Lord Himself likens Himself to be in the dew from heaven. Number one, if you want to turn and write down this, this verse, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 1 through 2, the Lord's Word and teaching is compared to dew from heaven. The Lord's Word and His teaching is compared from, as the dew from heaven. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, the Lord told Moses it was time for him to leave the earth. He said, I'm going to take you home. It's time for you to leave this earth in death, Moses. So Moses wrote a song. He wanted to teach the, the Israelites the Word of God, so he wrote a song. And look what he said in verses 1 through 2. This is Moses' song saying, My doctrine, or God's Word, God's teaching, shall be as drops as the rain. He said, My speech shall distill as the dew, and as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Notice what Moses right here in these, this song that he, that he sang. He was singing and saying, God's Word, God's words and God's teaching is like the dew that comes down to water the herbs. And it comes down to water the tender grass. All throughout Scripture you can find that God's Word is compared to being like water, to being like... The, the, the rain that falls and the water that falls. And here Moses is singing that those who will take God's Word in, those who will hear God's Word and heed God's Word, it will be like the dew from heaven. He's saying they will grow and they will be fruitful and they will be watered by the dew of His Word. So God's Word is compared to the dew of heaven. And number two, the favor of the King. The favor of the King is likened to the dew of heaven. Saying in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 12, it says, the, the writer of Proverbs says, The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as the dew upon the grass. The, the king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as the dew upon the grass. I want you to know our Lord, He is called the King of Kings. And He's also known as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And I want you to know those who will not submit to His kingship, one day they will hear Him roar, Depart from Me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. They will hear Him 
roar, depart from me. But those who will embrace Him as Lord, those who will embrace His kingship, they will have His favor. They will have His favor, as the writer of Proverbs says, like dew upon the grass. I want to ask us this morning, do we have His favor or do we have His wrath? Which, which is abiding over us? Do we have His favor or do we, will we experience His wrath? I want you to know this morning, God loves everyone. He loves everyone, but not everyone has God's favor upon Him. Those who embrace Him as King and as Lord, the Word of God says that they will experience and have His favor. So the dew of heaven, the dew is likened as favor from the Lord. Number three, the Lord and the unity. The Lord and the unity that He brings among brethren is like life-giving dew. The unity that He brings in the church is like life-giving dew. The psalmist says in Psalms 133, says that the Lord's unity that He brings is precious. It starts out comparing it to like the holy anointing oil that run down Aaron's beard and run down his beard and down his garments and dripped off the hem of his garment. So the unity that is in the church that only God can bring is compared to being like the Holy Spirit. But not only is it like the Holy Spirit in Psalms 133, the psalmist says it's like the dew upon Mount Hermon. It's like the dew upon Mount Hermon that brings blessings and life. But you might say, what is this dew of Mount Hermon? What is the dew of Mount Hermon that unity among brethren is compared to? What is the dew of Mount Hermon? Mount Hermon is the tallest mountain in Israel. It's the tallest mountain in Israel. And all the dew that falls on this mountain, it turns to snow and it turns to ice year round. That mountain is so tall and so high in elevation that all the dew and all the moisture that falls upon it, it, it turns to snow and ice. And then this snow and ice, it melts year round and it runs down feeding the Jordan river and watering Israel, giving them life and blessings. And that's how the Lord compares unity among brethren. The unity that is in the church, He compares it like the dew that falls upon Mount Hermon. I want you to know when there's unity in the, in the church house, when there's unity among brethren, God is pleased. God is pleased and it brings life and blessings. You want the blessings of God. You want the life that only God can bring to a, an assembly, then have unity among the brethren. Have unity and love for one another. And God says it will be like the dew that falls down upon Mount Hermon and it just trickles down and it will just feed and give the church life and blessings. Number four, the Lord, the dew of heaven, is the one who gives us the bread of life. In Numbers chapter 11 and verse 9, when God was feeding Israel in the wilderness for 40 years as they journeyed and they traveled and wandered in that wilderness, the Bible says in Numbers chapter 11 and verse 9, it says these simple words, When the dew fell, the manna fell upon it. 
When the dew fell, the manna fell upon it. The word says this manna, it, when uh, they saw it, that's what that, the word manna means simply, what is it? What is it? So when they saw the manna falling upon the ground in the morning, they saw, they come out and they said, manna, or what is this? But the Bible lets us know that it was called angel's food. It was angel's food, or bread from heaven that fell upon Israel to feed them and give them life and giving them substance. Every night the dew would fall and the manna would fall upon the dew. But Jesus, the dew of heaven, says in John chapter 6, He says, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven. He said, you call it angel's food. You call what the people ate in the wilderness. You call it the bread of heaven. But He said, that wasn't the true bread of heaven because He says in John chapter 6, this is one of the I am statements that Jesus made. He said, I am the bread of heaven. I am the true bread of heaven. In other words, He said, I'm the bread of life. And, and if you will eat of Me, you will have eternal life. I want you to know we eat natural bread to have natural life. But Jesus said, I am the true bread of heaven. And, and if you will eat of Me, you will live eternally. Can I tell you that He's the dew of heaven. He's the dew of heaven. And when He came down, He brought the true bread of heaven, the bread of life. Like that manna, it fell upon the natural dew and it brought them natural bread. But when Jesus came down, He brought the true bread. He is the true bread of heaven. And we, if we will eat of Him, we will have eternal life. Moving on, number five, the dew rung was he's the dew that was wrung out for our salvation he was the dew that was wrung out for our salvation in judges chapter 6 gideon was told to deliver israel from the midianites the bible tells us that these midianites had oppressed Israel for seven years. And the Word of God says that the Midianites, there were so many of them that they covered the land of Israel like grasshoppers. And it even says that their camels covered the land of Israel like grasshoppers. The Midianites, they were the first ones to domesticate the camel. So here they would come in riding upon their camel and they would, they would trod down the Israelites and they would pillage them and they would, they would loot them. So for seven years, the Midianites were oppressing Israel, riding over them roughshod with their camels. And, and they oppressed them and covered the land like grasshoppers. But God said, Gideon, I want you to go and deliver Israel from these Midianites. And it scared Gideon to death. And, and, and to be sure that God was speaking to him, he put out what we call a flea to make sure that the Lord would save them. He put out a fleece. God, are you really going to save us? Are you really going to rescue us? Are you really going to bring deliverance to us? Will you save us? So he put out a fleece. The Bible tells us that he took the fleece. And what is a fleece? It's simply the wool and the skin of a lamb. I want you to notice that. It's simply the wool and the skin of a lamb. And he asked God, 
to let the dew be upon the fleece. Let the, let the dew be upon the wool and the skin of this lamb. But he said, let the, dry, let the ground be dry. I, Lord, if you're really speaking to me, let this fleece, let it be soaked with the dew of heaven, but let the ground be dry all around it. The Bible says, in the next morning the lamb's fleece was soaked with dew. Can I tell you, that was a miracle. He went out and the Word of God says that the lamb's fleece, the skin of the lamb, it was soaked with dew, which was a miracle. Because natural lamb's wool is also known as oily wool. It's also known as oily wool. Natural wool has so much lanolin and oil in it that it's virtually waterproof. Water will just drip off of it. That's the reason you never see a soaked down sheep. They're all bushy and fluffy. <laughs> Even if it's raining, it's because their wool is so oily and has so much lanolin and oil in it that it's virtually waterproof. So he came out and the Bible says that Gideon, he, he wrung a bowl full of dew out of this lamb's fleece. He took the, the, that skin, that uh, wool of the lamb and he wrung it out and it was a full bowl of dew, a full bowl of water, but the ground was totally dry, showing that God would save them. It was a miracle and it was a sign and proof that God would save them because the lamb's wool was wet. It was soaked with the dew of heaven. Can I tell you, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, that the things that the that we just talking about, the things of the Old Testament are a shadow and a picture of Christ. Colossians chapter two says it that it's types and pictures and shadows of who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Like Things like the Passover lamb. They sacrificed the Passover lamb, showing that He is our Passover. And if we will apply the blood to our hearts, he, the wrath of God will pass over us. The red heifer, which was used for sanctification and cleansing. He's our cleansing. Noah's ark. Those Jesus is like Noah's ark. Those that get in Him are safe from the flood of judgment. I believe that this fleece is also a picture of Jesus Christ because it's the wool and the skin of a lamb. And, and here, this fleece, this wool and skin of a lamb, it was soaked with the dew of heaven. And it was wrung out. Gideon wrung it out and it showed Gideon that the Lord would save them. The dew that was upon the lamb, the lamb's fleece, it was wrung out showing that, hey, I am going to save you. It's a picture of Jesus Christ. It's a picture of the true Lamb of God who was wrung out. Can I tell you that Jesus, He was wrung out at Calvary for us. They took Him. They, they crucified Him. They done everything Isaiah said that He was so beat that you could not even tell that He was a human being. He was wrung out 
the water of life was wrung out of him. The dew from heaven, it was wrung out of him. The lamb the, to show that he would save us. Matter of fact, when they was going to test to make sure that he was dead, one of the soldiers took a spear and run it through his heart. And the Bible says that both blood and water come gushing out of him. He's the true lamb of God. Like Gideon took that fleece, the wool, the skin of that lamb, it was wrung out showing where I'm going to save you. Jesus Christ, the true Lamb of God, was wrung out to give us the water and the dew of heaven, the water of life. But the next night, wanted to make sure, to wanted to make double sure, he said, God, don't be mad at me. Let the fleece dough tonight, let it be dry but the ground soaked with the dew of heaven. He wanted to make double sure. The next morning, the Word says that the fleece was dry and the ground was soaked with the dew of heaven. I believe that's a picture of what the Lord wants to do with us. I believe that's a picture of the Lord watering this earth with the dew of heaven. Watering this earth with the gospel of His Son, Jesus Christ. But for like the Lord soaks the earth with dew every morning, He also soaks this earth with His Word. He soaks this world daily with His Spirit. The reason I say this is because He desires to use me and you. He desires to use you and I to soak this world, this dry world, with His Word and the dew of His Gospel. Why do I say He wants to to use you to soak this dry earth with the Gospel? Because in Micah chapter 5, in verse 7, the Lord was saying, I will use Jacob, or I will use my people, I will use my own, listen to these words, in the midst of many people to be as due from the Lord. I will, be, I will use my own people in the midst of many people to be as due from the Lord. Now I know that verse applies to the millennial reign, but you know what? It also applies today because the Lord wants to use you and I. He wants to use you in the midst of many people to suffer soak this world with the with his gospel to soak this world world with his word he said i will use my own in the midst of many people. So wherever you go, if it be at work, if it be at school, wherever it might be at Walmart, God wants to use you in the midst of many people to to soak this world and be as due from the Lord. Number six, Christ's coming and the resurrection is compared to the dew. Christ's coming in the resurrection, or resurrection is compared to dew. Why? Why do I say His coming is like the dew? For His coming is going to be like the dew because it's going to come like a thief in the night. Quick and unawares. Quick and unawares. You know, in 2 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible tells us when David's son Absalom was rebelling against his father David, Absalom wanted to be the king and he was going to try to take the kingdom from his father David and was even going to try to kill David his father. Absalom was advised 
to come, listen to these words, to come like the dew upon your Father. In other words, come quick. Come quick and unexpected. Come quick and unnoticed. Can I tell you that's how the dew of heaven, Jesus Christ, will come? He's going to come quick. He's going to come when people are paying no attention like the dew falling at night. You know, we don't pay any attention to the dew falling at night. It's just something that happens. We're not out there watching for it. We're not out there looking for it. It just comes. It comes. And that's the way Jesus is going to come. He's going to come when this world is not looking for Him. He's going to come quick. He's going to come unnoticed by the world and unexpected. Uh, That's how His coming is going to come, like the dew. And His coming is going to raise the dead also. And the living saints will rise because of the dew of heaven will bring them life. Listen to what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 19. Isaiah prophesied, sighing and saying, Thy dew, are talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Thy dew shall make the dead arise. Thy dew shall make the dead arise. Like the natural dew makes the dry plants come to life and to live. Listen, just like that natural dew falls upon the dry plants and it can perk them up and make them come to life, when Jesus Christ returns and He's coming like the dew of heaven unnoticed, but the dead in Christ will rise and we which are alive and remain will be called up to meet the Lord in the air. Just like that natural dew falls upon the dry plants, the dry dead plants and perks them up and brings them to life. That's the way the Lord, when He comes, He's going to bring us to life and perk us up and bring us to life in Him. The dew of heaven will do that. And number seven, and finally, the dew is symbolic of Christ's strength and come and rule on this earth. The dew is symbolic of Christ's power and strength and His coming rule to rule and reign upon this earth. For in Psalms chapter 110, chapter, Psalms chapter 110 says, and this is a psalm about Christ's coming. This is known as a messianic psalm. This is a psalm about Jesus and His coming. And it's coming to subdue the nations. And it talks about His coming rule and His coming reign and where He's going to make all His enemies His footstool. And listen to what it says in Psalms 110 and verse 3. It says that He will come, Christ will come, and His people with Him saying His power will be with Him. It's interesting to know I like to look up words, and I looked up that word power, and the original Hebrew that our Old Testament is translated from, He said that He's coming, and He's coming with His power. And that word power in Hebrew, it means power, but it also means in Hebrew, it's the word armies. Armies. So 
His armies is coming with Him. When Christ comes back to rule and reign, and you can read about that in Revelation chapter 19, it says that He's coming riding upon a white horse, and the armies that are in heaven are going to come with Him clothed in white linen. And in the earlier chapter of Revelation 19, it says that the saints are clothed in white linen. So who is those armies that's coming with Him? It's you and I. It's you and I. And it, notice it says right here, and His power will have the dew of youth. His armies, or His power, they will have the dew of youth. The dew of youth means strength. To the Jews, it meant stamina. To the Jewish people, to have that phrase, the dew of youth, it meant strength and power and stamina. Things associated with youth. Can I tell you, getting a little age on me, I, I can look back and see that when I was younger, I had a little more strength. I had a little more stamina. I had a little more power. But that's the way the Lord is saying that we're going to come with Him. We will have the dew of youth. So not... Not only will Christ come with the dew of youth, with strength and power and everything pertaining to youth, He's going to come uh, powerfully, strongly. He's going to come with the dew of youth. The Word of God says that a sharp two-edged sword is going to proceed out of His mouth, which is the Word of God, and He will subdue all the, His enemies, and He's going to make His enemies His footstool. But can I tell you, we're also going to return with Him with the dew of our youth. Why? Because the Word of God says we will be like Him. John says it does not appear what we will be, but we know that when He appears, we will be like Him. The prophet Isaiah says, They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Can I tell you, when we come back with the Lord, we're going to be strong. We're going to be youthful. We're going to come and rule and reign with Him. Jude in verse 14 says that the army are going to come with Him. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands and ten thousands of His saints. That's you and I. So we're going to come with the dew of youth upon us. Like I said, getting a little age on me. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, the other day, I run into a couple of guys that I hadn't seen in over 30 years. Used to work with them at the sawmill years ago. And it was amazing to see what 30 years does to a body. I was looking at them and I was thinking, my goodness, you've got old. My goodness, you have got fat. My goodness. But you know what? I bet they was looking at me too and thinking the same thing. But you know what? When we come back with the Lord we're going to have the dew of youth. All those aches, pains, all those wrinkles, all those things are going to be gone, and we're going to be with the. We're going to have the dew of youth. So, as the Lord said in Hosea chapter fourteen and verse five, He is as the dew of heaven. He said, "I am as the dew." His word is like the dew. His Word is like the dew. Are we watering ourselves 
with the water of His Word? Are we watering ourselves with the dew of His Word? We need to. If, you, if a plant don't get water, it will not grow. It will die. So we need to water ourselves with the Word of God. You want to grow. You want to become more knowledgeable. You want to grow in the grace of the Lord. Then you need to water yourself with the Word of God. His favor is like the dew of heaven. Do we have His favor or are we enemies to God? His unity is like the dew. We need to be striving in our churches to strive to, to have the unity among brethren so that His dew will run down like the dew of Mount Hermon and bring blessings and it can rest upon us. He's the dew of heaven that gives us the bread of life. They went out every morning, the children of Israel did, and they saw that the bread was upon the dew. He's the dew of heaven that brings us the true bread of life. Are we eating from Him? He's the fleece. He's the Lamb of God who was wrung out to give us the dew and the water of life. Are we drinking from Him this morning? He done all this to show that He will save us. But are we being like the dew from the Lord? The Lord said, you will be like the dew in the midst of many people. Are we being like the dew of the Lord, soaking and sharing the good news of God's salvation? His coming is going to be like the dew, quick and when people are not paying attention and watching. And like the dew, He will raise us to life, those who are dead. Just like the dew perks up those dead plants, He's going to perk us, our dead bodies up, and bring us to life. And we will be renewed with the dew of youth. Our strength will be renewed, and we will also be kings and priests unto our Lord. You can see God's goodness and to do every morning whether you're looking for it or not sometimes it's less heavy sometimes it's heavy but every morning the dew is there that's the way God's goodness is his dew his goodness is renewed every morning his mercies are new you can see his care for us and to do giving us the water of life just like Israel depends they depend doesn't rain six months out of the year they depend on the dew to give them the water of life he's the you can see his care because he gives us the water of life you can see Christ in the dew for as nature is dependent upon the natural dew for life we are dependent upon him for life and eternal life uh, studying about dew, dew, found out natural dew reduces stress in plants. It perks them up. It falls upon them, cools them down, reduces stress in plants. Can I tell you, Jesus Christ can reduce stress also. We just come out of Thanksgiving. Maybe you've been stressed out by family. <laughs> Maybe you've been stressed out by situations. But can I tell you, uh, Jesus Christ can reduce stress in us. Dew helps clean the air. Found out that. It, it, when it falls, it, it traps little particles and brings them down and cleanses the air, bringing them down to the ground. Can I tell you, the dew of heaven can cleanse us also. Any sins that might be in our life, He can cleanse us and, and, and make us new. Uh, 
dew helps. Uh, this is scientific facts. Dew helps uh, the plant take in the sun. It, it, it opens them up and it, its pores and its cells and makes them more apt to take in the sunlight called photosynthesis. It helps them take in the sun. Can I tell you the dew of heaven? The, our Father God, He works in us and helps us take in the sun. The sun of God. I, I don't know about you, but I, I found out some things about the dew. And I didn't realize that God described Himself as the dew of heaven. I'll never look at dew the same again because He's like the dew. He's the dew of heaven. He's the dew of heaven. And I just want to say, if they would like to come and get us a song right now, if they would like to get us a song, maybe you don't know the dew of heaven. Can I tell you, He's, he's here just like the dew was here this morning, he's, he's, he's still here. And He will water those that will embrace Him. He will fall upon them. He will cleanse you. He will save you. He's the dew of heaven. And if you are feeling stressed, if you're feeling discouraged, the dew of heaven can perk you up this morning and give you life. He's the bread of life. He can be all these things to you.